Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul MacDonald. Alongside me today are James Little and Cat Victorino. Good evening to you guys. Hello, hello. Good evening. How are you both feeling today? All right. Getting there. Cat yeah. nodding away, but not saying much. <laughs> I'm still laughing over us dancing to the theme song. <laughs> Just done, just boogieing away to the theme tune there as it's playing. So we, well, the season's come to an end. We are um, Super Bowl's over. The whole thing is done and dusted for another year. It, we kind of got together to have a, a little awards evening, didn't we? Um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to pick out our our selections, our our choices for who would be eligible for the awards, and then we're going to put these awards to you guys, the listeners on our Facebook group for you to decide who will, in the end, win the awards uh, that we that we talk about tonight. Does that sound like a good idea? I yeah. love it. Right, let's jump straight in. Um, we're top of the list, Offensive Player of the Year. We have got a fair selection of players for this one, haven't we? Um, lots of people had outstanding years. Uh, Brock Purdy... Even Jimmy Garoppolo looking, Mm -hmm. we were talking just before the podcast started, um, based on yardage alone, Jimmy Garoppolo had almost double the amount of passing yards that Brock Purdy had, despite only playing one more game, which we were all shocked at, really. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then we talked it out, you know. We did. Like we we do, and realized that it has everything to do with the short plays that, that Brock controls. I mean, let's face it, he really does have control of the offense with the short plays, allowing Ayuk, uh, Samuel, and all these guys to run downfield and get those yeah, yards yeah. after catch. Well, let's uh, let let's talk about our specific yeah. suggestions for offensive player of the year. <laughs> then, James, do you want to go first on this one? Who would you pick as offensive player of the yeah. year? Oh, I don't know. How about the guy that kickstarted our season when he joined the team? Uh, <laughs> Number 23. <laughs> Number 23. What an acquisition he was and hopefully still will be going forward. He he added a dynamic to our offence that we really needed because we knew how good we was on defence. And the question this season was always going to be, can the offence pick up the slack or pick, uh, pick the games up when the defence, I mean, when I said the defense isn't roaring, they really were all season this season. But you always you need an offense to win games. Defense can't win every game, although as likes to try and do that and has done on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> but going back, McCaffrey, uh, I knew he was good before he came to us. I didn't watch a whole lot of him on the Panthers. I just heard you know the buzz around the league and stuff, but I didn't realize how dynamic he was. He's not just a running back. He's not he's not a traditional running back. However, his running style is phenomenal. He does everything. He he's literally he was, and again, hopefully going forward, is the Swiss Army knife that Kyle needed to complete his set. Shall we say mm. we already had a fair number of Swiss Army knives with what he did with Samuel? But yeah, Christian McCaffrey, what a phenomenal player. Um, 
I just loved watching him play. I love I love trying to guess where he was going to line up, whether he'd be in motion, whether he'd be straight uh, half back. Uh, he just revolutionised us, and that catch against um, oh, was it against the Rams was was phenomenal. He's not that yeah. <laughs> he's not that big of a guy even in terms of height, is he? Um, but no, Christian McCaffrey uh, is the obvious pick and probably should be the winner. Uh, just a, I, know that, <laughs> I know that when he came in, um, there were concerns about his injury, um, his, his injury history while he was at Carolina. Did that concern you too as well, Kat? Or were, were you more than because- happy to come in? I was thrilled when he joined. A, you've got the whole familial connection between the Shanahan's and McCaffrey's going back to 1994 when yeah. Ed played for Mike. You know, Mike was was the Niners' uh, offensive coordinator. Ed and Mike won a Super Bowl with us, went to Denver together. Kyle and, and the kids all grew up together. I mean, you know, there's that whole connection. But then there's just that piece where – you knew the Niners offensive line was better than Carolina's. And he had spent his entire career up to this point with Carolina with dodgy offensive lines. Now, not that our offensive line is the best in the NFL or anything, but he, I mean, look at our running backs, you know, we, we, yeah, they get injured. But they still produce. And yeah. Christian is that kind of intangible <clears throat> player who has that ability to just keep playing and, and make that play go and, and you know, find that seam, find that hole, find, you know, find what he needs to get those yards. And all he needed was just the right mix and the right plays. Mm. The opportunity. So is, is he also your pick? Or well, offensive player of the year, or do you have somebody else in mind? The, oh well, I mean, we gotta we gotta put it up to competition. In my opinion, I just think it's only fair. Um, and there's so many worthy players this year. You know, we've already said Brock, uh, Jimmy, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. You know, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Ross Dwelling. You know, he George. had a couple great. Well, okay, yes, George is my George is going to be my pick. Yeah. And here's why. Not not just because he's a fan favorite. And it's really the the leadership ability. You know, he keeps that group light. He he and Debo are the two driving forces between keeping that team light and focused. And this is a game. We're supposed to have fun, but we have a job to do. Yeah. You know? So I think bringing that in, I think I think George needs to be considered. Yeah. Okay, so you've gone George. Uh, James, you've gone for Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to round the house and go for Brandon Ayuk. There we I go. I think um, Patrick. Uh, as, a, as a receiver, I mean, he had 1,015 1, yards on the season, um, far ahead of anybody else. George, uh, George Kittle was in second place with 765 yards. Um, I, I, we, we, we kind of... I wanted to have all areas of the offense represented, shall we say? <laughs> spread, yeah. We'll spread the love a little spread bit. The love. Mm-hmm. Spread do the love. Kyle, do what Kyle does and spread the ball about. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we have our Offensive Player of the Year nominations. Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, 
and George Kittle. Uh, we will put a poll up on the Frequency 49 show page on Facebook where you can choose who your, uh, who your offensive player of the year is. Uh, let's move on to the next category, defensive player of the year. Cat, uh, you can go first this time. <laughs> well, I I know what you think I'm going to nominate. Who I think you th- I'm going to nominate it, but I'm not. Oh. I actually am going to nominate Talanoa to Hufanga because he. Let's face it, he's been with us a couple years now, and he has been showing his improvement each game. Hmm. That culminated in a couple of great interceptions, some fantastic plays. And so I just, I, I think, I think Telenola needs to be considered. He, he certainly grew as the season went on, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. James, who's your pick for defensive player of the year? Well, I had to have a long, hard think about this. <laughs> think you did not. Talk about... <laughs> Five seconds. I think it took about five seconds, and then I was, oh yeah, uh, I think uh, Nick Bosa deserves yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, um, unbelievable! Um, what a phenomenal player. I mean, I've said it before. How long I've been following the team. Olden Smith was special. Yeah, um, I'm still. Still umming and ah in between Olden Smith and Bosa, but this year Bosa was phenomenal. Um, Absolutely. And he could, the thing, the thing, the worst thing is he could have been even better if half of the holding calls on him would have been called. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, was some in, there was some in vital times, but there was, there was a f- three or four in the playoffs um, that should have been called. But I mean, let's not go down that route, but just pure talent um mm-hmm. and from what i gather dedication he's just the ultimate professional dedicated pro and it shows mm. every time he steps foot on that field he's just phenomenal although there was a couple of times that i will say and i'm sure from previous pods when he was trying to lie on the field like a dolphin but he i think he did, he did that <laughs> i remember yeah but uh yeah but what now what a player um he, he's gonna just give him the keys to the stadium, give him whatever right. he wants. Yeah, it, absolutely. I'll, I'll stop following the sport if I see him in a different jersey. Honestly, oh god, um, we're gonna have to talk James off a ledge. Come on, but, <laughs> but no, just um, phenomenal. Um, and there were times in the season where the defense was struggling. Uh, you know, particularly with our past defense. And then all of a sudden, two or three plays down line, Nick Bosa steps up with a massive sack that turned the momentum mm. of the game. Um, yep. There was a couple of games, I can't remember the teams we played, but that was the case. It was like we'd gone back to the old days of pre- uh, prevent prevent defence <laughs> and they would just chuck it for free. And then all of a sudden, Nick was like, I ain't having this. And he just got through, got to the quarterback, and he... he he just lifted the defense, um, and it changed the momentum of games. He's he's an absolute game changer and the best pass rusher in the NFL by far. Uh, and I'm glad he's getting the recognition because he should have got comeback player of the year uh, yeah. last year. Oh, yes, um, and didn't get any recognition. But this year it seems he's you know he's top the sack. He's the sack leader. 
And, you know, as much as people, yeah, he's get finally getting the recognition that we see week in, week out. What a player. Yeah. And I've yeah. bought yet another jersey with Bosa 97. <laughs> that. That's three now, I think. I think I've got three That's and hysterical. two, George. Yeah. <laughs> he did top out the season with 18 and a half sacks, which is an incredible figure. Uh, and I think the next on the 49ers for sacks was... Uh, Samuel Ebocon with five sacks. That's well, why he's also my pick for Defensive Player <laughs> of the Year. You, you can't look past Nick Bosa with what he achieved over the season. Absolutely incredible. Now, that doesn't mean we got two picks for Nick Bosa and one pick for Tano Hufanga. To round out, to give the guys who are listening uh, three picks to choose from, we'll throw Dre Greenlaw in there as well as the yeah, third Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. We're, we're spreading the love a little bit on defense mm-hmm. as well as offense. So we've got Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, and Talano Hufanga. Special teams. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna have this as a category. Um, and then I was. Uh, I was spoken to in a stern <laughs> matron manner by Miss Victorino. Um, and yeah, we're having special teams. <laughs> So we, we are having a special teams player of the year. Um, Cap, because you demanded that we have this one, you get to go first again. Okay. Well, my nominee is Tabor Pepper. He is our long snapper. Snaps it to which Mitch Wisnowski every punt. That's um, easy for you to say. I know, right? He is, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you need to. If you're on Twitter at all. But you need to. He is engaging. He talks with fans. Um, he's funny. He posts, you know, funny things. He, he did that. I don't know if you saw his contract signing video, the announcement video. No. If you have it, you need to look for it. It was adorable. But I just, he's a likable guy. He's great. I, I just think he, he deserves all the recognition because long snappers never get any. He's, he's definitely yeah, he's a team your pick for he's, special teams player of the year. Uh, my pick is the best tackling punter in the NFL, and that is Mitch, <laughs> Mitch Wisnowski. <laughs> I'm trying to say his name. That Mitch Wisnowski. Know, right? is. Yeah, can we get some easier names on the team? Both is nice and simple. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, uh, no, he um, again at times this season he pretty much. Uh, he kicked. He kicked a couple of near perfect games. I think uh, he got special teams player of the week w- at least once, maybe twice this season. Um, so yeah, in terms of special teams, you know, he, he, he was. I mean, we've got a pretty safe. Uh, we've got another pretty safe special teams player in Robert Gold, who possibly you, you'll tell us in a minute. Paul might be the third guy, but when you've got a punt, uh, you know, a safe punter and a safe kicker, it, it's a lot less stress because we've seen games won and losses won and lost on those positions. Um, so, but yeah, the, the best tackling punter in the NFL, please. Um, I didn't know who to go for in this one. Um, Grandpa Gold is the easy pick, I think. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to go for the easy pick. Yeah. As, as, as much as, I mean, I'm, as much as he's been good, he's, I don't think his season this year was as great as it was last season. Yeah. 
There were a couple of times where he missed some, what I would, I'm not going to say easy field goals because I can't make a single one of them, but you know (laughs) what I mean. For a man that makes field goals, there were a couple there that were missed that, that shouldn't have been. Um, so question, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I've got to I've got to look past Grandpa Gould, um, and I'm going to go with uh, Ray Ray McLeod. I think as a punt returner, he did a fantastic job this season, um, and I, I have a thing for punt returners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just about just about to say Ray Ray McLeod. Ray McLeod, Bruce Ellington, two point <laughs> No, yeah. no, 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 no. Ray Ray, no, we actually like. <laughs> yeah, we like Ray Ray McLeod. Um, I, I had a serious hatred for Bruce Ellington, um, which might come up in a minute. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, so So my pick for um, special teams player of the year is going to be Ray Ray McLeod. So that will be for you guys to choose from. Uh, we've got uh, Mitch Wisnowski. See, I get to say it. Oh, well done, well done. <laughs> As he takes his well time, done. you notice. Oh, yeah. Say it slowly. Ma- make the Mitch. syllables Mitch Wishnowski. Mitch Wishnowski. Yeah. Um, who did I pick? Rainbow Cloud. <laughs> and Tabor Pepper. <laughs> and Tabor Pepper. They're your special teams player of the year nominees. Now, biggest surprise, or as we would also call it, the Mr. Irrelevant Award. <laughs> Come on, guys. The biggest surprise of the 49ers this season. Uh, James, go go with you first. Oh, I think it's Brock Purdy. (laughs) Yeah, I think it. I think, yeah. I think the last, last, for the last guy in the draft, uh, the guy to get passed up, Several, oh, a couple of hundred times plus a bit. Yeah, uh, two hundred sixty-one times. Thank you, Kat. To be two hundred sixty-one um, times by thirty-two teams, including the 49ers. 49ers yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, to come in and perform the way he did was no one would have predicted that. No, no. Uh, just it's it's part of the reason the NFL is so great is these sorts of things. And this season, it, we were very lucky that it happened to our team because let's be honest. The season was 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 it would have was pretty much apart. We, we all thought that was it season gone that was it um, yeah and then he come in and just you know with the help of you know George Kittle certainly George um, and the other offensive players um, and McCaffrey you know with his contribution you know yeah. and Cot- just with the help of everyone but everybody they he performed yeah, yeah exactly oh, uh, which when Trey went down go say. I was going to say, which I think is is what's so great about our team is that our our team, without knowing too much about other teams, we really are a team. It's next man up. Yeah. Whoever steps up gets the support of everyone. And yep. nine times out of ten, we're very fortunate they do perform uh, when they step into these games, whatever position it be. But to step in and perform in the most important position on an NFL field for a team yeah. is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, Brock Purdy, simpler. Uh, Kat, who is your pick for biggest surprise? Well, of course, Brock Purdy, but just to make it interesting in the group, I thought 
you know, we have we've had this run of decent running backs and all of a sudden now we have another one in Jordan Mason and he's already shown us some stuff. He had some great plays. He's played, handled the ball in all 16 games last year. He had 43 attempts, 258 yards and one touchdown. He's a six yard average. I mean, again, where are these kids coming from? I love it. So I'm I'm going to put Jordan Mason on there, even though we all know it was Brock Purdy. <laughs> and we're all going to pick it, Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. He, yeah. He would be my pick as well for biggest surprise, but he's not really surprised anymore because, James, you've picked him and Kat, you kind of picked him. Mine, it's not going to be a person. It's going to be the attitude of the 49ers as a whole to never, ever lie down. Yeah. We lost Trey Lance. We could have given up the season right there and then. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. We lost Jimmy Garoppolo. The season is over at that point. It is done. Take the bunting down. Go home. Brock Purdy comes in and takes us all the way to the NFC Championship game. Shocked every... I don't know anybody that didn't see him and wasn't shocked. Like, shocked. like you say, this guy was picked 262. He was Mr. Irrelevant, the last person picked in the draft. How? I don't know. Mm. Because yeah. what yeah. did the 49ers see in Brock Purdy that nobody else saw? But what did the 49ers not see in Brock Purdy in rounds one through seven or one through six? But like I say, it, it's the, the never-die attitude of the 49ers this season that I think has been missing in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were, too e- we were too eager to give up at times in previous yeah. seasons. This season, there was none of that. Mm-mm. We were going to play until the last man was standing, until yeah. the last man could not could. throw the football yep. but came back on the field to try and throw that football. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure every member of the 49ers was behind him, willing him on with that decision. So, yeah, my biggest surprise was the, I, we're not lying down, we're not taking this, uh, we're, we're going to keep fighting. The, that attitude. I think I got my words out there, right? I love you're it. Gonna, you're I love get it. all emotional, Paul Watson. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Paul. I'm really going to cry on the next one. Biggest disappointments of the season. We've we, we've had we've looked at the upside of the 49ers. What about the 49ers season this year? What what was your biggest disappointment, Kat? Okay, for me, it's I'm sorry, I'm I'm shallow, I'm totally predictable. It was losing in the NFC Championship, and I think more so losing Brock in the oh. NFC Championship and him getting injured. Um I am all in on this kid, you guys. He is my QB1, and I really hope that he comes back and takes that position back. Mm. Um, I think we can go far with him. I really feel like the combination of him and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And, I mean, we are just so stacked with talent. And if we can get through this free agency keeping our team mostly together yeah I, it's gonna be super bowl or bust man 
we have got no choice but to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. yeah. James, biggest disappointment. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, that, that, that came around. James is not the biggest disappointment. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm glad you made me laugh just before I say this. But, yeah, ultimately, the biggest disappointment was that gut-wrenching feeling watching that NFC Championship because, well, it's the way the, – the biggest disappointment of the, of the season is the way the season ended because we know, and I don't care what they say, the whole, you know, all these talking heads and stuff, they all know if we had a serviceable quarterback on that field in that game, we'd have won it because you saw the way that when the quarterback went down, they didn't give up. Like yeah. you've just said to a quarterback, what you've just said, Paul, previously. So the biggest disappointment is, unfortunately, the way it all ended. If we're going to talk about individual players, because that's the way I read the the, the award, I'm, okay. I'm, think, try, mm. I'm trying to pick who had, who's been disappointed. Who was the, the biggest disappointment? Yeah, and I do I do get a little bit of stick for this because I think people think I just don't like him, which is not true because I do like him. But um, Mike McGlinchey, for me, uh, at times this season, was tremendously disappointing. Um, mm. There was a few few snaps in a few games a few vital games where he just did not know his assignment and I'm sorry that is not good enough for a man of his experience Mm. and his talent to just not know your assignment and let players run past you yeah it it was just so frustrating and whether he's on us next on our team next season or not will remain to be seen because let's be honest you've got to look at the alternatives available to replace him with Um, Mm. and I have looked and I spoke to Mark when we met up actually in Liverpool and we were talking about it and you've got to weigh that up but I read the awards to do with players and I was like Mark McGlinchey for me secondly Javon Kinlaw just hasn't worked Uh, Mm. sorry Javon uh, we're going to need that little bit of cap space back dude so good luck on another team we'll see again in the next few days to weeks won't we what exactly is going to start to take shape for the Niners next season but yeah, just player-wise with Mike McGlinchey, but ultimately the way the season ended, it was just, it was devastating. It was like getting taken, a, a, it was like taking a dig to the stomach. I was watching, I was just yeah. like, oh no, it was horrible. And the fact I'd booked to go to Liverpool to meet up with the guys to watch the Super Bowl, and I was convinced we were all going to be there. Well, <laughs> the, you know, the team yeah. were going to be there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was that. It was that. I can't look past the NFC Championship game either. It's not. It's it's not the fact that we could have, should have won it. It's it's a game of football. We could have won it. We could have lost it. It's the fact that as NFL fans, not 49ers fans, as NFL fans, we were robbed of what would have been an epic game of football, a fit and healthy 49ers against a fit and healthy Eagles. That would have that could have been and would have been, I think, one of the games of the decade, if not of the century. It would have been an absolutely yeah. incredible game. It would have been a Super Bowl game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it had the ability to be a Super Bowl. It was the, it was the build up to it was that big. The 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 rise of Brock Purdy, the success that Philadelphia had had in their season, we. we the fact that we couldn't watch what that game was supposed yeah. to be 
and we ended up having to sit and watch the farce that it became. Not through anybody's fault in no. particular. It just, that's the way the cards felt. Uh, the way the cards felt, sorry. And when we lost Brock and we knew the game was already over, and then QB4 comes in and we lose Johnson as well to a concussion. And, you know, he, he took a hell of a hit on the ground. You, you could see that. Mm-hmm. And we lose him as well. The, it was just one punch after another. Like you say, James, in the gut for that game. Yep. And it was such a disappointment. So, but we've already had the NFC, the NFC Championship game chosen. So I'm going to pick another one. Um, and that is Trey Lance. Yeah. Not Trey Lance as a player. It's the fact that we don't know what kind of a player he is yet. Still. And we were supposed has, to. Exactly. This guy has played so little football, both before the 49ers and now with the 49ers, and we still don't know what we've got in this quarterback. We've got a backup quarterback who is incredible. I would trust the team with I would trust the team's future with Brock Purdy. But he is the backup. We don't know what our QB one is. We we don't know what kind of a QB he's going to be, and that's a disappointment to me. A, a big disappointment. Um, yeah. So there we go. Trey Lance is my big disappointment. Um, the NFC Championship game, and James, you went with Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. So yep. Don't forget, guys. You you've got your your chance to pick on these. Uh, on the Facebook group once uh, once this show is over and we've got the, the poll up online for you. On to the next award, uh, the Bruce Ellington Get the Hell Out of Here Award for the player you'd like to see off the team most. So, Kat, who do you want to get rid of? I could, why? I, I, uh, I have no clue. I, I threw Josh Johnson You love everybody. I do. They're Niners. They're my boys. Um, no, I just, I threw Josh Johnson in there. He's been on the team, what, three times now? And each time it's been... photos of Kyle. <clears throat> right? It's, you know, it's just lackluster. And so, yeah, sorry, Josh. I'm sure you're a great fella, but... I'm it's sure he'll retire with, with a decent, healthy bank account and a, re- a relatively right. <laughs> relatively good health. Let's be honest. I mean, it's not a bad life being a NFL backup and journeyman. If, right. You know, in all honesty, he will. He'll, I'm sure Josh Johnson will be fine. Cat, I don't think he'll be too upset. <laughs> <laughs> James, who's your pick for the Bruce Ellington Get the Hell Out of Here award? Well, I've just had a, a jab at Mike McGlinchey, so I won't go in on Mike again. I will <laughs> say, I'll say the other player that I've just spoke about, which is Javon Kinlaw, first round and. A, a first round pick first and foremost I know it's not his fault he gets selected in the first round but he did and you expect a certain level of play from a first round pick mm-hmm. uh, we just haven't seen it uh, I think it's you know it just hasn't worked and I gather that we can cut him to save a few uh, you know a few million on the salary cut which we need we you know we need to they need to balance it and weigh things up, especially with John talking about how we are going to be looking at the veteran quarterback market. Mm-hmm. So that'll impact that. So yeah, it will be Javon Kinlaw. Uh, like I said, if we can get a decent replacement or it would also be Mark McGlinchey, but those are the only two players I've really 
had gripes with this season. And to be fair, Kinlaw's mm-hmm. been injured for a fair bit of it as well, which is part True. of the reason why it hasn't worked. Uh, other than that, I'm with Kat. I think the rest of the guys are great. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mike McGlinchey. Okay. Yeah. I think that his pass protection is non-existent. On more than one occasion, he was responsible for Brock Purdy getting pressured and Jimmy Garoppolo as well before him. And there just didn't seem to be any hustle with him. As a run blocker, fair enough, he can do the job. But as a pass protector, I don't know what, he's just not, he doesn't have any determination. Um, if, if, If a defensive player blows past him, there's no pursuit after him to try and to try and stop uh, to try and stop the sack or to try and stop the the, the tackle or the pressure on the QB. I, I I don't know what everybody sees in Mike McGinchy, but he yeah, he does not it. rate for me at all based on the fact that he cannot pass protect. Um, so he's my pick for the Bruce Ellington Get the Hell Out of Here Award. <laughs> I am going to add a fourth one though, hmm. and it's it's a kind of a controversial one. Cat, sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to go. He's going. He's going. He's, he's gone, going. though, he's, isn't he's got he? That's to. Yeah. And I, I, would be, I would be happy to see the back of him, not for the way he's played. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we spoke before the, the podcast, you know, he, the amount of yards he had versus the amount of yards Brandon Ayuk, uh, not Brandon Ayuk, uh, Brock Perry had this <laughs> season. Uh, I, I said that because I've got Brian, Brandon Ayuk up on the page in front of me. Um, and no. Brian, his brother. Yeah, and Brian. <laughs> I, I need to stop drinking this gin. It's it's supposed to be water gin. Um, no, it, it's whether the stories are true or not. It's the fact that he was supposedly, or he could have kitted up for the NFC Championship game and been a backup to Brock Purdy, but decided not to. It's the fact that he was standing on the sideline as the team was falling, as the game was falling apart, and as the team was falling apart, laughing and smiling. I'm sorry, you you don't do that in that sort of game. In that do-or-die game, you don't laugh and smile on the sideline knowing that you're making the millions while the team is falling apart. So for me, enough's enough. He's got to go. But Good thing his contract's up. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the only reason and explanation for his behaviour. And I think we've seen the interviews yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, like you say, it's rumours. We'll never get it confirmed. You're not going to get no, John Lynch won't. come out and go, oh, yeah, he refused to suit up. Jimmy's gone. Um, yeah. There's a certain tone when he's been asked about questions. But this will probably be, and hopefully will be, I'm sorry, Kat, unfortunately, the last okay. mention of Jimmy Garoppolo on the 1349 yeah. show. Oh, wow. Unless we're talking. Unless we're talking about previous games and examples of things, right. Right. I think yeah. you know those. I'm those, okay yeah. with that. I already told yeah. you my QB one is Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was the reason I, I, I kind of I chose Mike McGlinchey <laughs> as my pick, but I just wanted to have him there as a the the outlier, if you like. Uh, on to the next award. Uh, this is the Feels Great Baby Award for most satisfying moments of the season. Let's let let's get it light and airy again, James. What was your most satisfying moment of the season? Uh, the absolute giving of a W against the Cowboys. It's as simple as that. It's the yep. one. T- it's the one team that it's going to sound really cocky now, but it's the one team that I always want us to play, 
because I'm always quite confident against them. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, I know, <laughs> I know in years, go- I know in years gone that wasn't the case. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was uh, beating the Cowboys. Just not yeah, a yeah. fan of the Cowboys or their fans, I'm afraid. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. beating the Cowboys. you 100 percent on that one, James. Cat, mm-hmm. <laughs> what was your feels great baby moment of the season? Oh, there were a couple, but the one that really stands out to me is um, our Mister Irrelevant beating the goat. Brock oh Curry yeah, beating <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah, it uh, that game. Uh, that's when I started falling for Brock and going, yeah, this is my kid. I can take this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair so, play. Yep. Brock's win against the, 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 the Bucks. That's, that's mine. That was your most satisfying moment yep. of the season. Um, booking the trend. I've got three. Oh! <laughs> there you go. Paul's hijacked one. the award for himself. Go on. <laughs> yeah. One, beating the Seahawks. Three. Yes. Two. Beating the Seahawks again. Yes. Three. Three. Beating the Seahawks, Beating the Seahawks three, three times, times in one season yes. and wiping that smug grin off Pete Carroll's face three yep. times. That was my moment of the season. Absolutely loved it. I know that Dallas is our big rival, mm-hmm. but that's the big rival of old. Uh-huh. That's the big rival of history. Yeah. The recent big rivalry, the recent NFC West rivalry, not really been the Rams, certainly not been Arizona. It's been Seattle, and mm. Seattle have had our number for a long, long time. For too long. To yep. beat them three times in one season was so, so satisfying. That was satisfying. <laughs> I went to bed happy after watching those games. <laughs> what I loved, and and that this could even be another entry, is at the press conference before the divisional playoff game. Pete Carroll said, well, the problem is we have to face the 49ers. Yeah. I'm like, aha, somebody yeah. knows. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Reveling we are gonna in the let, satisfaction. We are going to let group members add their own picks, even though yeah. we oh, all yeah. know yeah. that most of these are pretty cut and dry. <laughs> yes. We will. Uh, so you you will have the chance to uh, the opportunity to add to add your own picks if you don't agree with the ones that we've had. But if you don't pick the ones that we've had, we're going to kick you from the group. On to the next one is the I don't give an f about your warm up uh, warm up award. So, Kat, this was your this award was your suggestion. Um, and I actually suggested changing it to the man don't give an F award to open it up to other players, because <laughs> I think we all know that the winner of the man don't give an F about your warm up award goes to Robbie Gold. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there is no other choice on this one. Oh, I mean, and how can you how can there not be every freaking warm <laughs> <laughs> or even was it the introduction, the Seahawks introduction, where he was still practicing? Yeah. Oh absolutely. my god, he is a beast. I love yeah. it. He's doing his thing, and no one's going to stop him. Exactly. He's getting game ready. <laughs> James, who's your pick for the award? Yeah, it, it, it's got to be Robbie Gold. I'm just, I'm just that that uh, that clip that was on Twitter when he was warming up and he nearly takes one of the cheerleaders' heads clean off. <laughs> oh my ball. god! Yes. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw it and I was just like, oh, lawsuit, Robbie. I'm sure, can you, oh, can you do that? Honestly, it was so close. It was so close. The poor girl was petrified. Yeah. So Robbie's got his own award here, Leslie, let's be honest. Um, I yep. mean, the only other thing is the, is the team coming out. Uh, and unfortunately, we've lost the boombox guy. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know the the only other thing that would come close to that is is the the just the way they come out. But yeah, Rob has got his own award here. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, it well, is going to sure be a get... sweet. <coughs> I'm sure they Once will get... get another boombox guy. Oh yeah, they're already taking applications. Right, they got to keep it loose. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, Captain <laughs> Uh, it is a clean sweep for Robbie Gold. I can't get past him. It was such a such a great moment. Actually, had a, a, a chance of being the field's great baby and most satisfying moments of the season, I think. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with the same as you guys. Um, it is Robbie Gold for the I don't give an f about your warm up award, um, <laughs> guys. Like I say, if you've got other suggestions, put your suggestions down in the poll. You'll have the option to add your your own your own choices to the poll. Uh, on to the next player, our penultimate award, uh, Comeback Player of the Year. Now, we've had we had a season of two halves. The first half was dominated by injuries um, and players that we didn't have. And then the second half, we had a lot of them back. Um, so who is your Comeback Player of the Year, James? Whoa. Come back to me. I can't think. Hey, I can't think either. Holly, <laughs> G. Willikers. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I think the only one I can really think of, because I think he was injured for a short period of time, uh, Greenlaw, Dre Greenlaw. Um, just make, well, okay, let's say this. Uh, <clears throat> I'll show you last year was one of the surprises of the season, wasn't it? And going into this year, Everyone was like, is it going to be Alshay alongside um, Warner or is it going to be Dre Greenlaw? Now there is without question, it's going to be Dre Greenlaw. And I think we may see Alshay going, you know, take his opportunity because he's also a starter in this league. Um, so again, because he's had a few minor injuries and stuff to, to make that position next to Warner, his own, and to now... Once again, after the glorious days of Bowman and Willis, have arguably the best linebacking pair in the league. Um, mm. I'm going to go Dre Green, though. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, Kat? Um, I'm going to... Okay, yeah, I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to say Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Uh, he had an injury at the end of last season. And then he did his fond farewell to all the faithful. And it was very heartfelt and very warm and made us all sad. And then he never got traded. And, and then Kyle then... Shanahan was outside the <laughs> officers going, come back! And then he came back as a backup. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And the whole time... He really kept his mouth shut about everything mm. and and really continued to be a classy guy, um, notwithstanding his behavior at the end yeah, of the yeah. NFC Championship, obviously. Yeah. I, I didn't happen to catch that. 
Um, but then again, <laughs> that I probably at that point I wasn't paying that much attention mm. because I was so heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I just think for the most part, he's handled this whole debacle of his career or, or handling of his career with a lot of class and a lot of grace. And um, obviously, he's not hurting money wise. I do hope he lands somewhere next year and I hope mm. he does well. But yeah. it it was a fun run. See ya. See ya, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can understand why you've gone with uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo for the comeback player of the year. It, it, it's it has merits. It does have merits. I don't know who to go for myself. Um, I don't want to go Jimmy Garoppolo because he's he's been picked. Um, I, I'm going to go Debo. Okay, Debo Samuel. I think. That was another one to consider. Yes. Yeah. Um, he didn't have an explosive season when he came back, but I think only because he came back so late into the season, um, that he 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 still had to get game fit. Um, be, no matter how much you try and get game fit when you're not in games, it's impossible. Yep. Um, so he he did what needed to be done. He did what he could do to help the Forty ers and I think that next season will complete his comeback. But he's my pick for comeback player of the season. I like it. And it's the time for the last award of this section. And that is all team MVP. Who is your most valuable player of the San Francisco 49ers cat? Oh, it's so hard to pick because I like so many of them and they all have you know contributed in their own way um i'm gonna stick with george kittle though i he is a beast <laughs> what james that's my pick as well <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's uh, christian mccaffrey i figured would be like the obvious choice because he really kind of reinvigorated the team when he came on board. But for me, that, that constant goofiness that George has, as well as, Oh my God, that man can block and he loves doing it. You know, he, yeah. you see him with his block and he's done and he's like, yeah, you know, dancing around and being goofy and having a good time. And I just, I just love him. I just love mm. him. So he's my MVP. George Kittle, your MVP, and James. By by the disappointments, I think your MVP was going to be George Kittle. (laughs) Yes. Um, However, I've just had a quick uh, couple of thoughts. If MVP has to be a player, and it's uh, to give another option to George, um, who would probably be be my pick, but it would be Christian McCaffrey because of how much he revolutionized our offense. If the player, if it has to be a player, if it's not just a player, uh, I would say to Marco Ryan's. Um, D'Amico Ryan's, yeah. D'Amico Ryan's, sorry. Um, to do what he did following the success of Salah um, and his defence, to carry it on and certainly in places take it to another level because we did, you know, it was a better defence than Salah's defence and that was a mm. hell of a defence. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that pressure is now passed to the next guy because we keep getting these outstanding coaches getting taken from us. Soon, Kyle Shanahan will have, um, you know, <laughs> in a game of bingo in NFL teams, he'll, he'll have quite a number of head coaches there. The old, they talk about the old coaching trees. Kyle's, mm. uh, Kyle's starting his own coaching tree. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a very young head coach himself. Um, mm. But yeah, Ryan's, um, I just, I wish him all the success. And I know he's gone Same. back to his team. Let's be honest. He played yeah. for um, yeah. for a number yeah. of years. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm gutted to lose him. Do wish him luck. But um, yeah, if, if, if the MVP can be a non-player, I'd say Ryan. Like but it. if it has to be a player, McCaffrey, just purely for what he did for the team. Um, he's just production and, you know, it, he speaks for himself this season, doesn't he? And oh. put them both on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'll allow an, uh, a, a most valuable person award. There um, we go. So D'Amico Ryan is now eligible. There we go. Executive decision. Um, my pick, it's very, very hard to pick an MVP for the 49ers in the season that we had. If we'd had God awful season, it would be very, very hard to pick an MVP. But it's harder still with the season that we've had. I couldn't pick McCaffrey. Not because he didn't perform. He did. But he was... I think he was the final piece in the jigsaw. He okay. he came in to do a job. He came in late on to the season to do yeah. a job and did that job very, very well. Brock Purdy, I did consider him for MVP. But I'm not going to go with him either. Uh, for for similar sorts of reasons, his his time as a player on the 49ers starting squad was not a full season. Yeah, and uh, I can't wait to see him see more of him. I think he's going to be fantastic. Yeah. He is a future MVP with the 49ers. I think definitely, um, he'd certainly be up there for me. But he's not my pick either. My pick for MVP is a guy that has an attitude to lead, an attitude to bring players with him. He engages everybody on the sideline. He engages everybody in the in the stadium. Um, and he is what it means to be a 49er in every single way. He loves the game absolutely on, beyond everything else. He loves. He wants to be a 49er for the rest of his life. I want him to be a 49er for the rest of his life. And that's what makes him the most valuable player on the 49ers, and that is George Kittle. He is... <laughs> to me, he is the man at the centre of that team. And it may pass on to somebody else next year. Who knows? But for this season... He was the centre of that thing. He didn't have the biggest season stats-wise of his career. But he still performed no matter what. Like you said, Kat, he was still blocking when he wasn't catching, when he wasn't being thrown the ball. But when he was being thrown the ball and he was in the end zone for the touchdown, he celebrated like it was his first ever touchdown on a high school field. He loved that game with a passion that you don't see from a lot of players anymore. And that's why George Kittle 
is my MVP nominee for the San Francisco 49ers. And have you noticed that every time a rookie or a new player scores their first touchdown, he, gets the ball. he makes sure they get the ball. Yes. They, they yeah. get that game yeah. ball. He is yeah. so big on that. And I just, yeah. that that is part of being a teammate. Yes. Being the soul of the 49ers. We've, we've said we've said prior to this season and maybe during this season as well, I've certainly said because of the continuing quarterback carousel at the 49ers, <laughs> which may go on next year, will, remains to be seen. It, <laughs> for me, George Kittle has been the face of the franchise, certainly to the fans yeah. for, you know, well, maybe it's not his first year, but, you know, since his second year, um, yeah. he, he, he is, and I think they know it. I think they are fully aware of it. And like you just said, Paul, he wants to be a 49er for life and we all want him to be a 49er for life. Yeah. Let's be honest. If he's not, there's going to be riots. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you just epitomized it perfectly. He, you know, there should be massive. I mean, there, there probably is, but there should be more massive banners of George Kittle in 49ers uniform. For yeah. yeah. How, I mean, however long you are right. Watching some of his mic'd up sessions on YouTube, yeah. he just he he is he's hilarious, but he loves the game, yeah. and he's just out there to have fun and make sure everybody else is having fun, and that that's what makes him valuable to me as a fan of the Forty Niners. Um, so yeah, I can't pick anybody else, unfortunately. Um, but guys, like you said, on the Facebook group when we put the poll up. Um, I think it's going to have to be a separate poll for each one, isn't it? Yeah. There's going to yeah. be a lot of threads going on the Facebook group. Yeah, the next one today. It's a long off season. It so. is. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get that source for you, and you will have the chance to not only uh, pick on our nominations, but also nominate somebody yourself if you don't agree with our nominations for the various categories. Um I think I've had good fun doing this. Yes. I didn't know how this show was going to go, yeah. but I've had really good fun doing it. Um, yeah. The disappointments one, it, it was that was hard. We had to touch on it, but yeah. we started on a high. I think we've ended on a real high as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's it for this episode of the Frequency Forty Nine Show. Thank you to everybody that is involved in keeping the show on the air. You all know who you are. I've got to record a proper one of these to actually put the names on it again. There's too many names involved. Tell me <laughs> but, about it. <laughs> yeah, but you you, uh, you all know who you are. So uh, thank you to everybody. And thank you to all the listeners as well who you're the reason why we do this show. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So it is time to say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. On behalf of James Little and Kathy Torino, I'm Paul MacDonald, you've been the audience, and this has been the Frequency 49 Show. Bye for now.